Welcome to Success Leaves Clues Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Brackett, and I've been blessed enough in my life to meet individuals who've been able to leave me clues on my journey to success. The goal of this show is to bring you the experience of those who have achieved great things and allow you to be a fly in the wall, soaking up clues for your own journey to success. Let's get right into this week's episode. Hey, what's up, man? This is Gary Brackett. Welcome to another episode of Success Leaves Clues. Uh, extremely excited because I have obviously a good friend, someone who I've been following, um, staying close with online for a number of years. Um, first time really getting a chance to talk to him. He's doing a great job of connecting um, companies with professional athletes and really just trying to leverage both of those individuals so they can make powerful partnerships. Corey Jackson, founder of Quirts. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, brother. Hey, thanks for having me, Gary. Appreciate you. No doubt, man. So let's get a little bit into your background, man. Obviously, a former NFL player, but you definitely didn't have the traditional route to get to NFL. Tell us a little bit about your background. Um, obviously, former basketball player that made the jump. Uh, tell, tell us about that transition. Yeah, yeah. So so I was a basketball player my whole life. Um, and, and honestly, it set the stage for me to be an entrepreneur this whole process. Uh, so I was... Um, one of the top high school basketball players in my area, but I went from, I'm from a small, small town. So that's not saying a whole lot. So where are you from? I'm from a um, town in uh, South Carolina called Cassett. So it's, I mean, I mean, it's so small, like we don't even have a real stoplight. Like it's one of those small town type situations, right? right? But I always get who, you know what I'm saying? So I I was, I was good, but um, small town uh, wasn't great academically at the time. So, um, my guidance counselor uh, told me my senior year, it was like, man, college is not the deal. Like, you you know, you ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Basically. And so I ended up working at Walmart, bro. Like, just like starting life. You know, I'm young. You know what I'm saying? 18, working at Walmart, turned 19. And when I turned 19, something happened to me. I was like, man, this this can't be life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I can't. Like, it was people like twice my age making the same thing as me. And I'm, I'm going into this this place every day. And Walmart wasn't a bad place, but it was just wasn't where I wanted to be. And so uh, I, I got my mind right. And it was kind of one of those things where it was like, what are you going to do? And I knew there was a junior college in Texas, man, called Ranger College. And it was uh, they had a basketball program. I didn't have a lot of money, but I had enough to buy a one-way bus ticket. Wow. I, I copped that ticket and uh, didn't enroll in the school, didn't apply for the school. The coach didn't even know I was coming. Hopped on the bus two days, terrified out of my mind because I've never been out of South Carolina before. Like I'm, you know, I'm a Crazy. small town dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but I knew I had to control my own destiny. Uh, you know, to make a long story short, I got there, called a the coach from the from the payphone at the bus station, convinced the guy to come pick me up. He got 25 basketball players. You know, basketball teams, you know, 12, 14 players. Right, he got right. 25. I walk in the gym, it's deep. I'm talking about hoopers everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sitting there just watching. And he let me play a pickup game. First play, bam, on three dudes. He yeah. stopped the whole game. He was like, you know what? I don't know why you came here, but I'm glad you did. And boom, like, I was on. You know what I'm saying? And, and ever what, since, what year is this? This was uh, 98. Wow. 1998, yep. And so that was that changed my whole frame of mind about life. I was like, oh, you can just do this? You know what I mean? Like, you can just create something out of nothing? Man. And so, so I went from there, uh, got a scholarship at the University of Nevada. Nevada became one of the top rebounders in the nation, averaged a double-double. Um, didn't get drafted by the NBA, so I was like, man, this is crazy. Went to the Summer Pro League, got busy, still didn't get no love, but got some offers to go over to Europe. 
I'm like, man, I want to play at the highest level, bro. I couldn't get excited about it. There's no shade to, to the guys who play overseas. Right. I just couldn't get excited about it. Um, I still had a couple classes at, at University of Nevada to finish, so I went back, and the football coach was like, man, you've been playing the wrong sport, bro. You need to play football. <laughs> and so, and so, like, for, for everybody to think, like, you watch football all the time, and you think it's easy because you're like, man, I, all you got to do is just, uh, you got to, you know what I'm saying? You know how you're watching the game, you're like, man, why he just didn't hit that outside right there? Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, you get on that field, and it's a whole other situation. <laughs> the bullets start flying, boy. It gets real out there. And so, and so I'm out here, bro. Like, um, you know, just struggling, just, just, just. But I'm super athletic, but I couldn't make no plays. So, so what? What's your what's what's the tell of the tape, man? What's your intangibles, bro? Like, how how big were you at the time? Height so, weight. so I was uh I was uh six seven uh about two fifty at okay. the time. What what, what position? Defensive end. All right, sweet. Yep. And so, but but uh, I, I didn't really understand the, the technical part of, like, football. So, you know, little dudes pushing me around, you know, that type of thing, you know. All right, right. And Love so it. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Um, but what happened was I ended up uh, finishing that that semester out, and uh, we had a guy on our team. Uh, you might know Nate B, Nate Burleson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Nate was on our team, and so we was getting, like, a lot of scouts wanting to come to pro day and all that good stuff. And so... I'm I'm going thinking about basketball, and uh, one of the coaches called me and said, hey, "Man, you need to come down to the to the field, bro. We got some scouts out here asking about you." And I'm like, "What?" It's like they want to see you work out. So I go out and do that pro day. Um, ran like a four six, jumped like a thirty eight inch vertical. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. But I ain't never did all that before, so I didn't really know what that meant. You know what I'm saying? So I was just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And literally, man, walked off the field. My phone rang. It was an agent. Like, yo. You killed it. I want to represent you, you know. And, you know, that's how I got started with football, man. Um, just got on a bus one day, man. And, and you know, my life started, things started happening, you know. It, it's, it's crazy how most people, like, sit back and wait for inspiration. But I found the inspiration actually catches you during, during movement. Oh, yeah. You got to be moving. You got to be moving for sure. So, um, so what year is this, like... Um, um, what what draft is this that that you're up in terms of uh, that that pro day? Two thousand three. All right, sweet. So that same. So it's funny, right? So my, I'm two thousand three as well. So same draft class. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I was a I was a, a undrafted. So um, but similar thing. Killed pro day. Yeah. Opportunity. So um, after the draft, you did not. Did you get drafted? So I didn't get drafted. Um, I had about uh, ten teams that were saying they was going to draft me in the sixth round. All right. Seventh round came, didn't get drafted. And then, bro, like, at the end, I only had one team, bro. It was the Browns. And they, they called. I tell people all the time, all it takes is one, bro. That's it. They, they, they hit me on the jack, like, get on the plane. I was like, I'm, I'm, my bag's already packed. Let's do it, you know? And, and so that's how I went down. <clears throat> and so then you went to the Browns, 2003. Was, uh, was Andre Davis there then? Yeah, yeah, Dre was there. Yeah. Hey, hey, Dre is like one of my favorite people in the world, man. Yeah, uh, good dude. Super good dude. Great dude. Him and Monique, man. I love them. Um, so you went there in 03. How, how was camp for you? Brutal, man. It was brutal. Um, I didn't have a point of reference, so I didn't know, like, all the basics. But I had a really good D-line coach, uh, Andre Patterson. So what he would do with me, man, he was like, okay. I didn't know any of the blocks or anything. So, like, if somebody would give me a base block or reach block or cut off block, like, he had to teach me literally A, B, C, one, two, three. Right, and right. so every day he would just say, okay, just focus on 
defeat the base block every day. Then the next day, he'd be like, all right, you're going to get a bunch of reach blocks. You got to defeat. You know what I'm saying? So he just really broke the game down for me. And, um, you know, by the end, they saw a lot of potential because, like I said, I was very athletic and I had, you know, the body type and all of that good stuff. Um, and so um, it ended up working out that way. But it was brutal, man. It was, it was, it was a, like, I'm talking about it was however, like, you, information you get in college, it was probably like a hundred times more than that. Like, I was just like, oh my God, like, this is like crazy. It was just so much information. So did you have like a welcome to the NFL moment? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that, what, just one moment, like, yo, I'm, I'm in the league. Yeah, yeah, man. My uh, my first preseason game, man, uh, my man, uh, so my, my D-line coach, Andre Patterson, he, he tried to look out for me. He's like, listen, I we're going we gonna to play you, but we're going to play you a little later. So just, you know, right. just pay attention. You know what I'm saying? And we're playing like the Packers or something like that. Bro, it's first quarter. He done grabbed me by the shoulder pads and like, get in the game. Just like, oh my God. So I'm literally, I'm a fan now. I'm, I was watching the game. I'm like, right, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Now he like, get in the game. I'm like, man, I'm trying to grab my helmet. I'm scrambling. I get in the game. They already done called to play. So, so, so like the, the, the whole defensive line is like down the linebackers. You know what I'm saying? So I run on the field, buttoning up my helmet and literally uh, get in my stance. And we, it was a, uh, I was a stunt. So I was staying down into the B gap. And so as soon I said, what's the play? What's the play? They tell me to play and the ball snap. And bro, I shot off that line so fast, dog. I'm talking about like nobody touched me. This is how crazy it was, right? So this is this is my moment. So this is this is the moment for like that really like proved I'm supposed to be there, right? Wow. Shoot off the line, boom, nobody touched me. I go so fast in my mind, I'm like, man, was I all sides? Like, you know what I'm saying? Now, like, I'm not sure what then happened, right? And the quarterback is literally handing the running back the ball, and like, I'm face-to-face. Bro, Gary, I hesitated for like a half a second. Mm. 30 yards later, straight on the sideline, like, come on, big fella. Come on over here and sit down. <laughs> but that was my moment. I was like, man, you can't hesitate. Like, it's... you. Right. It don't matter. No matter what, you cannot hesitate, man. You got when you see the opportunity, and this is the key to life. When you yeah. see the opportunity, you go get it, you know. And, and that was kind of my moment. I was just like, dang, I missed it, you know. Yeah, it, it's crazy, man. I would always tell people, like, you know, how how I succeeded um, at the level. I played nine years, middle linebacker, similar stuff. But when you go through that line, bro, one, you expect adversity. You can't be wearing a visible suit, right? Because that line, <laughs> come off, knock your ass out. It's two. Expect your running back to de- be there and expect them to make a play. Because like you said, if you go through that line, you think thinking like, oh, who back here? You yeah. know what I'm saying? You he expect you. He out the door. So it's like, you all go back there and you'll be violent and you got to be ready to react and make a play. So it's, cra- it's crazy. That one second hesitation, boy, they out of there. Like, they get I, I, remember, I remember watching you, bro. I used to be like, man, how is it? Because you weren't big. I was like, how is this uh-huh. dude doing this, man? <laughs> it was like amazing. <laughs> I, I, I played a 5'10", 228. That's crazy. But you used to run up in there though, bro. Bruh. Crazy, reckless. But it was but but that mental part of the game that so many people don't talk about and discuss is so powerful, like watching film, being prepared, and but then r- ready to react and ready to make a play and not hesitating. Man, it just really just what I made my career off of. But you know, you know what's really dope about that? It's it's the same reason why I can meet with billion dollar companies. Mm. It's the same concept. It's the same mindset. 
You know what I mean? Like, like you have no business in there in these meetings, but like I'm running up in there, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like I, my, my mentality is I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna make a play, you know? And I expect to be here. Yup, I expect to be there. Straight like that, you know? And so it's, it's definitely a correlation. We talk about, the, uh, cause I definitely wanna talk about what you're doing now, man. Cause it's really exciting. Um, what's your, what's your business, but walk us through like the transition, because I think you played a, a couple years in NFL um, and then you had to leave the game. Right. And yep. you know, so it might be some professional athletes watching this right now. Maybe they played a few years and they're looking for that transition or maybe, you know, even now with COVID, man, I talked to so many young players who didn't have a pro day and maybe they never get that shot in the NFL. And now mm-hmm. they're in their minds, they're supposed to play professional sports for a number of years but now they have all these transferable skills, this hard work, this perseverance, and they're really confused about what to do. So how, how was it for you? And how did you make that transition once, once your career was over? Yeah, um, and, and so it happens different for everybody, but you, you to, the big thing is you gotta know when to cut the cord, right? Um, so this is kind of set it up for me. You know, I went to Denver, was like, uh, you know, killed it, was killing it uh, in training camp. They're like, you, you're gonna be the guy, the next guy. So the, that next year, uh, Trevor Price was our big dollar guy. Mm-hmm. So they let him go and it was like, we want you to be the guy, right? And so I come in, you know, ready, you know, best shape of my life, you know, just getting busy. Ended up getting like some kind of flu injury, bro, like uh, something small, like a knee sprain. Um, kept playing on it and started kind of like favoring my, my uh, left side and started messing up my hip. And so it just started snowballing. And so I went through that process. Then I got to the end of camp, bro, and I'm hurt. I'm, you know, I can't play. And then I get let go. So you, so kind of set in the frame for like the mind frame I was in. I'm like, man, I was just, I just signed a two year deal. My coach, you know, like literally talks to Jim, like, look, you just need to ball for one year. You know how it go. You just yeah. need to really ball for one year. And then, you know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna, we gonna to open the bank up for you. You know what I'm saying? And so I get hurt. And now I don't get none of that. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm trying to get my mind right, train, get myself back healthy, go, like, start working out for teams and tear ligament in my foot. So now I'm like, bro, like, what is going on? Like, and so now you start thinking, like, the world is against you. You're like, man, it's like somebody put some type of mojo on me. What's going on, right? And so finally I got to a point in my mind, though, like, because it's all mental, to, like, say, well, you know what? You know, yeah, I can keep doing this, keep chasing this dream, and, and I know I can play, and I know I got the ability, but is it something bigger for me? And so these, these are the questions you really have to ask yourself. And so I decided it was. I was like, man, you know, and, and this is nothing a knock against football, but it's a small space. It's a very small space. And, you know, if you look at the percentages, you know, you get a few people that get to be very successful at it. You know what I'm saying? And then the rest of us, you know, we fill in those gaps. And, you know, we get injured, get cut, you know, things happen. And so I knew, I said, well, that's a small space. I can keep chasing that small space because I'm never going, like, you know, get past, like, a certain level because, you know, now I'm getting older, things, you know, like, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, let me play in a big space. And so when I changed my mindset about the space I was playing in, I got excited about all the opportunities. And then that really, would like, propelled me to start, like, getting into business and, and like really doing that hand-to-hand combat, that real work that it takes to understand. And then I also saw like all these gaps in the market as being an athlete, like how to position yourself different than everybody else. And um, that, it took, a, you know, it took me like a couple of years, you know what I'm saying? To really, um, what happened, one of the things that happened, I got paid to speak one time. 
I didn't even want to speak, Gary. I was like, uh, they kept bugging me. Oh, man, come speak at this thing. Come speak at this thing. I don't want to speak at this thing. And I didn't really know, like, you make money speaking or nothing like that. All right. And so they was like, man, look, you know, they kept me. I think the, the first time I got paid was like 1500 You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, you know, so you can make some money doing this. The next time I got paid, it was like five bands. So I was like, huh. And then so I went, that was like some tech company. I went and I, I spoke. And then I ended up going to like uh, TCU. And they paid me 10 vans. I was like, oh, it's something out here. You know what I'm saying? And so I started kind of honing my skills and all that stuff. But I saw like a bigger world. And that allowed me to let go of football. You know, um, otherwise it would have been hard. Like if you can't see or you don't have the vision, it's hard to let it go because you're looking in the past like, man, I still can do it. But like at what level can you do it? And like how big is the upside on that? And I felt like the upside out of the league was bigger than the upside in the league for me at that time. Man, that's powerful. Um, I just dropped the post the other day about how most people, you know, if you're driving a car, right, um, you only look at your rearview mirror 5% of the time, right? But if you got in your car and you tried to, like, get to your destination by looking at your rearview mirror, you ain't, we won't be able to get there. Right? Yeah, that's, that's behind you. Yep. How you need to get there is this windshield of opportunity that's in front of you. Yep. And you need to focus all of your attention and all your mind on what's in front of you and when you start to do that, like you did, right? You transition to a bigger space, like things start to work. Like you get to your destination, like, yo, bro, like it's that 30 minutes, like I had 20. Yep. <laughs> but it's because you're looking forward, you ain't looking backwards. So it's like for the NFL players that are out there or professional athletes that need to transition, hey man, like take, take, take those lessons from the review, right? Apply them, use them. Don't be sucked back there, bro. This yep. big windshield in front of you, and like you said, it's a big business world with a bunch of opportunities. And you just got to find your niche in, in, in some of those spaces. Yep. And you got to believe the upside is bigger. Like, mm -hmm. if you don't believe, like, that's the hardest part. Like, if you don't believe that you can do better, you know, you, you, you're going to keep trying to hold on to what was. But if you're like, man, nah, it's, it's, it's people out here that's, that's doing 100 million, that's doing 200 million, that ain't never broke a sweat. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so it's about where do I want to point my, my focus? Because we got it. You know, one of the things, like, when I, even when I deal with athletes, that's the hardest thing, right? Like, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to do, we want to do everything. It's like, no, you got to narrow that focus because it's the same thing in sports. When, when you narrow your focus, like you say, the less you see, the more you see, right? Like, when you narrow that focus, then you're going to get a chance to win. Otherwise, you're going to be all over the place. You're going to be slow, methodical. You're not going to be able to win. It's, it's crazy. Business owners, they talk about uh, narrow the focus, concentrate your resources. Yep. Right? And uh, yep. You know, that's the, it, it's riches and niches. So really like that. What, what, your, what your space is and kind of uh, exploring it. So, so let's talk a little bit about your space, right? Because um, your company, Quirks, um, obviously, um, what, how did you get started in that? How did you create that? And what was kind of like the, um, the need in the market that you saw that you, that you uh, kind of want to take advantage of with your company? Yeah. Um, so, you know, this is a talent acquisition space, right? And so it's very competitive. Companies are always looking for top talent. Um, the thing about athletes is they don't always understand how to, to, to translate your sports career and the, the skill sets that you develop, of course, through that time to map to these positions and roles and companies. And so what happened to me one time was like, so when I left Denver, I was injured. Remember I told you I was injured. Right, and right. so, but they didn't pay me. So I'm like, my money tied up. We doing this grievance. And then I had some other stuff tied up in some real estate investment. So I didn't really have no money, like free cash flow. Right, right. And so I was like, man, I'm gonna go get a job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I was like, uh, I found a sales job uh, for a company named Paychecks. 
And so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go apply for this job. So I do the interview, they bring me in, do the interview, everything. I'm killing it, right? So I think I'm killing it. We go in. Week later, they call me and tell me, you know, you know, you're not a good fit. I was like, not a good fit. Like, you know, I know I can talk. I know how to like, you know, access people. You know what I mean? Like, I know how to communicate really well. Why, why does this not work? And what I realized was like my articulation of my true core skill sets didn't really come out in that interview, mm. you know? And so, you know, knowing that Gary is a high level communicator um, is very important, right? But how he communicates, right? He, you know, can he communicate one-on-one? Like, so you can, you can break that down to employers so they can understand your way of communicating and how that maps to that position that you're trying to get, right? But if you just say, man, I'm a great communicator, I'm used to communicating, that doesn't go deep enough. Um, right. And so, so I understood that and I said, oh, we can break this all down by position. So we can take Gary a middle linebacker. We know he's a leader, right? You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, we, we know he has those qualities. What kind of leader is he? Do he like to lead in small groups? Do he like to lead uh, by example? Like you just break it all the way down so people can understand how do you like to communicate? You know, is, is he is he a direct communicator? Is he an indirect? You know, like you start breaking all that stuff down and what companies get excited about is like now they know where they can put you. Right. They're like, oh, wow, he'll be great at business development or he'll be great in our marketing team. You know, like, and so now we created a, a, a space for them to interpret, like basically I call it decoding. We decode the whole thing and then be able to interpret that to the, to the company so they can understand why Gary is the fit. Because otherwise, it's it's your it's your uh, natural skills, but people look at like where you went to school, you know what kind of degree you have. But yeah. it, this is all skills based, and so we tell these companies yeah, your job history. Like, yeah. none of that the only thing that no. matters, like what skills do you have? Yep. Where you best fit? It's it's amazing. I would tell people that ask me like transitioning to be a CEO, to be a business leader, to be an entrepreneur. They're like, yo, you play football, like. How do you know this stuff? Like one, I, I got my degree in business economics. Two, I got my MBA. Three, I didn't play football. I wasn't a middle linebacker. I was a CDO. I was mm. a defensive operator, yep. right? I effectively communicate game plans across the, the front line and the back line, right? Yep. I, I pivoted and made uh, game time adjustments on the fly to reinforce exactly what we wanted to do and also adjust based on market conditions. Yeah. Right? So when people hear that, you break it down. People are like, oh, like so. So you mean to tell me you're a leader? Yeah. You're someone who can act, act, like assess a current situation and then make a game time decision. Like, all right, we can we can use that. Yeah, because you make it. You you don't want to leave the work for them. I tell people all the time, you don't want to leave the work for them to mm-hmm. figure all that out. You want to be able to explain all that and share that with them, so they can be like, oh wow. Like like people talk about like, well, you never worked in a company before. So how do you know how it works? I was like, well, company structure, right? I play D-line, that's a department. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, Officer line, that's a department. You know what I'm saying? HR, marketing, those are departments. It's, it all works together cohesively for the success of the company, right? We have the same things. It just looks different, but we have to interpret it in a way that resonates to these companies. And they paying, you know what I'm saying? We try to put people in positions to make, you know, start off close to six figures as possible because we know that they have the skills to, to warrant that, but right, it's right. about our communication with the companies. Like we have to educate them on what that looks like. So let me ask you this. So if you're a player and, and maybe you're transitioning, right? So maybe you're out looking for a job, like how do they connect with your company? What exactly do you do for them? What process do you walk them through to kind of get them positioned to kind of make that type of money? 
Yeah. So, so what will happen is they'll go to quirks.com, which is Q-W-E-R-K-Z.com. Um, and right now, when it, you go there, there's a, a landing page. You can just fill out the form, and then we'll contact you and get the, the process started. Um, but we're rolling out our first um, version of our uh, software in like two weeks. And so in two weeks, what will happen is when you go on, you'll register, log in, um, and then you'll go through an assessment. And this assessment is going to really decode your career. It's going to pull out all of the real hard skills, soft skills, DNA skills, all those things. And then what it's going to do after that is generate a resume for you. So you don't have to never create a resume again, right? And so it's going to pull out all those skills. It's going to generate the resume. Um, and then it's also going to inform us on what companies, what position, what roles we need to be connecting you with, right? And then from there, we communicate with you on what, what are you trying to do? Like, are you trying to, you know, what city, what demographic? Like, we get all that information and then that helps us map you to the right role, right position, right job. Man, that's powerful. Is that like, um, so is it like a disc profile? Is it a Colby, like Enneagram? Like what, or is it like your own stuff? Like what, what kind of assessment are they taking? Yeah, so so this this assessment is, we created it internally. So it's, it's, it's our process. And so it's really based off of everything, like just kind of how you were talking about, I'm a middle linebacker, okay? We do an assessment based upon a middle linebacker and you get all of these skills that we translate into the verbiage that makes sense for companies because that's really where the disconnect is, right? How the verbiage is and how they understand what happens. And then all of, all of that goes to that resume. You can PDF it. You can edit it right from our platform. Um, all of that good stuff. Man, that's beautiful. I, I think um, there's, there's a saying that says like most people aren't tired of or they're just in situations that doesn't light their life on fire. Yeah, like so many people, right? Um, they don't get to choose their job; their job chooses them. Yeah, and, and there are situations where they're not fulfilled, and they don't feel like they're in the highest and best shoes because there aren't because they didn't take the assessment and they don't really understand and decode what skills they have. Yeah, that they would be best suited at in, in order to like you know what I'm saying have that fulfillment that they're looking for. Yeah, I had a, I, I, um, we had a, a meeting with an athlete this week, and it was really interesting. Because he kept saying, man, you can really do this? Like, you can you, you can offer this to the company? Like, because we make offers to the companies. Because people are used to waiting on somebody to make them an offer. You know how somebody's like, man, I got, I'm waiting on this job offer. Yeah, yeah. People, he was like, man, you can do this. You can, you can, you can go and say, I want to work for this company, and we can go out. and Because we're proactive, right? If when we do your assessment, we find out what, where you fit and what you're looking for, we go find that thing. And, but he couldn't believe it. He was blown away. He was just like, I can't believe that. Like, I just thought you'd fill out a resume and wait for somebody to call you. I'm like, no, that's not, how, that's not how the real world works. You know what I'm saying? I said, this is how a lot of people operate. That's why they don't get what they want. If you see what you want, we go get that. That's, that's what you want. That's it, right? Yeah. The, the oldest thing in football, right? See ball, get ball. Get ball, that's it. <laughs> right? But, that, but that's life, right? Yep. See yep. job, get job. See opportunity, get opportunity. Right? Yep. Don't, don't, don't complicate things, right? <laughs> like, it's, break it down. Yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting because I think sometimes when people get out of what they feel is their natural element, it makes them kind of reserved, right? Like, they, we know what to do, but it's like, man, I'm this is an unfamiliar space, so I don't want to behave that way. And so you got to remember how to behave, right? It's like, no, nah, I'm, I'm aggressive. I go for what I want, right? I make this move. I'm going to take this chance. I'm going to, you know, like, this is who I am. And so you don't digress. You just lean more into who you are. Nah, man, that's beautiful. So from the company side, 
like how, what companies do you work with or, or how do you like connect with the company? So say a Fortune 500, like one of those uh, companies that you discussed, um, how, how do they get in touch with you or, or like how their process? Because a lot of companies are looking for professional athletes in particular, but have no idea like how to find those individuals. Yeah, um, we work with a lot of different people and we partner with different people to help connect us with companies. Um, one, of the, one of our big pushes now is like technology companies. Some of them are fintech companies. Um, we actually go to their campuses. We visit, um, we go through the whole process. We, we meet with the HR, we meet with the CEOs if they're available to really like understand their layout, their culture and things like that. But a lot of times we get direct connection, but a lot of times they come through our website as well. Um, you know, maybe somebody that that saw something that we were doing that worked for a Fortune 500 company, you know, they'll send someone to our site and they go to, to the Quirk site and put in their information and then we contact them. Um, but we're making it where it's more robust, where the companies can access the athletes directly. And um, like I said, we're a couple of weeks away from that, but that's going to make it even more dynamic. Um, but yeah, the site is where everything happens. Like everybody comes to the site and then we, right now, like when we started off, it's all hand-to-hand combat, right? Somebody comes in, you know, we see what they want. We either either myself or one of our recruiters reach out to them, and then we start the relationship. But now, because we've created, we knew we need to invest in the software to make it more robust and more dynamic, so that more people can get on and it can be more automated. Because it's only, you get you hit a wall at some point, like you can only do so much, and so right. um, technology allows you to scale all that so much more. So now we can intake more. Um, and so we're, we're trended in the direction of like really getting a lot bigger. Man, that's beautiful, man. Man, I definitely wish you the best. Um, last question I always ask my guests on the podcast is, um, you know, the podcast is success leaves clues. And obviously you, you dropped a lot of clues around, um, your success in terms of your mindset and thinking of something bigger, um, when you're leaving the game. But if you had to like pin one clue that you've kind of learned throughout your journey of success, like what would that be? What would you share with the audience in terms of one clue that you've learned that they, they apply in their lives, that, that they will see um, greater success? Um, it's kind of back to kind of what you said, see ball, get ball, right? right. Um, don't be afraid to go anywhere. I'll go anywhere in the world, mm. like literally anywhere in the world. And I think sometimes we get bogged down in this like our little space. And if it's not happening for you, it's somebody that needs what you have. Mm. You know, it's just like when I got on that bus and, and went to Texas, right? Like it wasn't happening for me where I was, and so I was willing to just go take a chance to go somewhere else. And, th- and that's the key, I think, to everything. Like, you look at a lot of successful people, yourself, myself, like, doing what we do. We're not afraid to go into a different environment. You know what I'm saying? We, we're, not, we're not afraid to go into to, to, to the, to the, the, the cave with the bears and, and come out with the meat, you know what I'm saying, and, sure, sure. and bring it back to the fam, right? And so you got to take that same mentality. Um, go where it's at. Man, it's funny. Uh, old, old football saying... Um, obviously, you talked about earlier to play that 5-10-228, right? And uh, old little drink, we said, I used to tell the, uh, the coaches, like, hey, if you see me in a dark alley with a 7-foot, 400-pound grizzly bear, you better go out there and help that bear. Yeah, I'll, I'm coming with it. <laughs> you better go help that bear. I don't need no help. That's you right. That mentality is the same, right? It's just that, that, that's where it starts with, man. Yep, it's hey, right bro, there. I, I appreciate you so much, man. We definitely have to get together and do it again. Um, I definitely probably going to call you back when when, that, when it all launches because I want you to share your screen and kind of walk people through that process, man. I yeah, think that's for sure. For some of the players. Um, l- last thing, where, where can they connect with you at? Like, where can they find you at? Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm big on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. So it's, it's easy to connect. 
uh, with me there. Um, we got a Quirks page on LinkedIn as well. So we share a lot of information about, you know, hiring, diversity, all that good stuff. Um, also, uh, Quirks.com, which is, uh, like I said, Q-W-E-R-K-Z.com, where you can actually sign up and, and start the dialogue and, and kind of get your profile going. Um, and uh, we have a Quirks page on uh, uh, Instagram as well as Quirks app. Um, so any of those places, you can definitely connect with me and um, we can definitely, you know, link up. Sure. Man, that's beautiful. Hey, man, appreciate you, man. Um, let's definitely stay in touch. And uh, everyone's watching this podcast, man, please share this. If you know a professional athlete, tag him below. I um, definitely want to get our guys help, get position them for success, man, because those transferable skills that you've learned, if you're an athlete, um, you could take over uh, and use those as business as well. Um, so definitely follow us on YouTube, share this link. And uh, yeah, to stay connected to my man, Corey, man, he's doing beautiful things, man. Appreciate you, brother. All right, man. Appreciate you. I hope you were able to take some valuable insights from this week's chat. Feel free to reach out to me on social media with clues you gain or questions you need answers to. You can find my pages at GaryBracket.com. Remember, it is up to you to make the most out of your opportunities to reach success. Personally, I live this life with an abundance mindset. And deep down, I hope we all make it.